Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of the Running Bases Pod. We're doing another all-NFL episode today. Joining us, Ethan Frenda. What's good? Um, and today, we'll be getting into some NFL. We'll do a little bit of NFL headlines and then make our predictions for Week 10. Uh, let's get started. All right. Um, so, some big games last weekend. We'll start off with the one in Germany, Chiefs Dolphins. Um, you and I had opposite predictions on that one, and you ended up getting that one right. Chiefs won twenty four eighteen. What did you think about the Chiefs win over the Dolphins? I mean, the Dolphins they looked once. It seems like when they play a, a real over five hundred team, they just don't look the as the same team. I mean, their offense is obviously great. But it's their defense that's where they're downside. I thought Jalen Ramsey coming back would help them this game, which I still had Kansas City winning. But I thought it would be like much closer for most of the game. But clearly, it was not until like the fourth quarter, where the Dolphins only got going in the second half, while the Chiefs didn't get going in the second half with no points in the second half. But yeah, I mean, the Chiefs just look like the way better team. I don't know if it's the Chiefs are on a whole different level or the Dolphins just can't figure out teams that are better than them uh yeah absolutely um i agree the dolphins i don't have they beaten a team over 500 this season i don't think they have i don't think so maybe a team that is exactly at 500 but i don't think they'd be anyone over 500 yeah i mean that you gotta be able to do that yes you have all the talent where's that going when you're playing good teams like you have the talent to beat those teams I don't know yeah. why they aren't necessarily beating them. Um, I can. I, this one's reasonable. It's the Chiefs. You kept it close at the end, but like, you didn't even look. You looked almost like a, one of the worst teams in the league that first half. Yeah, and like against the Bills in the past weeks, they got destroyed. Yeah, and the Bills, like, they're a very good team. But even mm-hmm. this year, they aren't good as they like as good as they normally are. Yeah, it seems seems like both of those teams seemingly when they go against a team that's actually very good, they can't get the job done. Yeah, I don't know uh, what it is, but it just doesn't seem like it's good for the, either of those teams to face someone that's actually capable of putting the ball in the end zone. Yeah, which I think is strange because like. There are also some teams, like, for example, the Cardinals, right? Mm-hmm. They are awful. They're a terrible team. But then they go in and play the Cowboys, and they beat them. It's really weird how, like, the NFL works, I guess. I, I think don't know it's what just, it is. They got more fight, I guess. I mean, like, other teams go in there. Just thinking it's going to have fight when you're, you know, a one, like a team with one win, and you're just, battling for those wins you know you got to have fight every single time you go out there and even if you're not a one win team like yes a six and oh team should have the same fight as a team that's oh and six you know they should all have the same dog in them (laughs) for lack of a better word um but yeah it's really strange the the sort of team mentality that these teams have depending on what team they're playing 
it's almost like they think they clinched playoffs already so they can just like take yeah. it easy not have to like worry i mean i don't know why the dolphins would do something like that because the bills are literally like right about to take the division they're both fighting for that top spot and there's a chance that either of those teams that don't win the division have a chance of not making the playoffs due to the stacked AFC North. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily that they're they don't want to win. It's just that you gotta pull through and get that win. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're just not performing when they need to. A couple solidified wins against capable teams could really put one of those teams on the map, but I don't think they're... I mean, like, couple, maybe a playoff win, maybe another one could be reasonable, but I don't see it, either the Bills or the Dolphins being Super Bowl teams as, as of this moment. I agree. Um, I think in past years, I was thinking Bills, maybe. I don't, I've never really seen Dolphins as a Super Bowl contender. Uh, yeah. I just, like, yes, they get there, and they beat a Broncos team 70-20. They're also losing to a Bills team, I believe is 42-16. You know? Yeah, they... It's just not happening, I feel like. It seems like they, like, want to fight harder when they know they can beat a team, but, like, when they're like, oh, this team's probably better than us, let's just not try, which I don't understand. But, I mean, maybe it's something with, like, them being, like, not motivated... But I don't know. I feel like they got to be coached to, like, fight more when they're facing a team they probably are not projected to beat. Yeah. Um, I have a conspiracy theory. So, moving on. Um, conspiracy theory that I think there's some evidence to. I don't think it's fully true. What are your thoughts on the NFL being rigged? I mean, I, like, games with, like, the Chiefs and stuff? No. Um, I saw this thing where it was, like, all the Super Bowl logos have been, like, the two... Oh, so you mean, like, a script? You think there's a script? Yes, yes. Um, like, the Super Bowl logos, uh, so, like, Super Bowl L-V-I-I. Yeah. It was the colors of whatever team is playing. So, like, I think that's just... two years, that's been true. And then this year, it's purple and red, which could symbolize the Ravens and the uh, 49ers, who are two Super Bowl contenders. I don't know. I just thought that pretty interesting. I think it's just a coincidence. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yes, they want these – they know these teams are good, so they're going to put the colors so they think they're going to make it. But, like, people are not going out there and, like, risking their careers just to be told, okay, we're going to have these two teams in the Super Bowl, you know. They're not going to do that. I mean, it's you're, you're, you're they get paid a lot. Some yeah, no, but would you would you willingly go out there and be told, okay, tear your ACL? Like you would not do that. Well, it's not necessarily like they're forcing them to tear their ACL because obviously that stuff's accidental. And I don't, I don't think the NFL's rigged in the first place. I just yeah, like I think it's just a very bizarre coincidence or maybe they know these two teams are going to be two of the top teams this year have only put them in the logo of the Super Bowl because that would be funny if they make it. It just so happens that it's happened for the past two years and could maybe happen this year. Yeah. But even if it was like complete coincidence like they didn't think that they're just like oh well like 
we did the one in Arizona because it's hot and orange and yellow represent hot, you know, um, and red or whatever. Mm-hmm. And those two teams happen to make it. Like, I, I, think, I really just think that's what it is. I don't think it's anything special. Uh, do you know where where's the Super Bowl this year? Is it Vegas? I think it's Vegas. Yeah, which... Vegas. I feel like it's the Super Bowl logo would be something with gold. So, like, this year gold it's and purple and red. What does purple and red have to do with Vegas? I don't know. Like, unless, I mean, I could, I'm not very knowledgeable on the topic, and I could be completely. I mean, I've, I've been to Vegas before, and I don't, I have seen red a lot around, but I've never seen a lot of purple. If I were to, like, meet the logo, I'd be, like, gold or silver or something. Yeah, that's, that's what I would think. Like, gold, silver, black, um... Like that kind of stuff, but I mean, yeah, like, it's just yeah. a bizarre coincidence. There's n- yeah. no way they would rig one of the best sports like to ever exist. Mm, that's, that's a little bit of a stretch, Ethan. One of the best sports to ever exist. Co- come on, it's football. I mean, it's a good sport, but one of the best to ever exist. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, there's some people that agree with you, but I wouldn't say it's a very popular opinion. I mean, I, I obviously get with other people with, like, soccer and baseball and stuff. Like, yeah. do you think it's you think it's a top baseball. five sport? Yeah. Baseball. I, think to, I would say it's a top five sport. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Um, another headline. In um, Cincinnati, the Bengals have some injury trouble. T. Higgins already ruled out for tomorrow's game. Mm-hmm. And Jamar Chase is questionable. So that could be huge for Joe Burrow and Be- and the Bengals' offense. What do you think about that? I mean, Joe Burrow's been lighting it up ever since he seems to have recovered from that calf injury. I mean, like, you're getting rid of his two best weapons. But, like, I think he can create something with whatever he's given. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And they're seemingly on a roll right now. And even with the possibility of Jamar Chase isn't playing and already knowing T. Higgins isn't playing, Joe Burrow's probably been practicing with these guys in practice uh, that he usually isn't, like, throwing the ball to as much. So I think – I don't think they'll do it as good as they usually do, but I think they'll be perfectly fine with what they have due to Joe Burrow's capability to just adjust to what he's given. Uh, yeah. I mean, that that's true. Um. They are facing off against a good Texans team. Mm-hmm. CJ Shroud has been incredible. We'll get to him um, probably right after this. Um, but yeah, Joe Burrow. I mean, it's he's capable of putting up these amazing performances. He struggled at the beginning of the season, but recently he's been good. Um, yeah, he's been really good actually. Like if he played this way from the beginning of the season, I think he he would be in um, MVP contention. I think mm-hmm. he still should be an MVP contention. Um, and, yes, those are two big receivers. But he's, like you said, he's capable of pulling his team through. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't – it'll definitely be an issue, but nothing that Joe Burrow can't handle. Yeah. Um – Oh, um, probably one more topic, or I guess we'll two more topics. So first, we'll go to C.J. Stroud, have an incredible season in Houston. 
I personally think he should be in the MVP contention. Uh, what do you What do you mm-hmm. think, though? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, one interception as a rookie, I mean, that is, like, crazy. It's not like he's not throwing touchdowns because he obviously is. Last week, throwing up five touchdowns is just incredible numbers. 470 passing yards, was it? I mean, shattering the rookie single-game passing record from Andrew Luck by, like, 50 yards is insane. I I think that's one of the brightest futures in the NFL. I mean, the Texans have done a great job with him. Everyone's saying the Panthers missed out on him. I mean, I would agree. I think Bryce Young's just put in a terrible situation. But as what I've seen, with in either situation, I think CJ Stroud would still be the better guy. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, CJ Stroud wasn't put in a great situation either. Yeah, it's not like the Texans, the Texans weren't very good. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it's really hard to know. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you you just see Bryce Young and the performances he put together at Alabama. You're like, oh, boy, this guy's really good. We yeah. gotta have him on our team. And yes, uh, CJ Stroud did well uh, as in sorry as Ohio State Buckeye. However, did he do great? No. Um, there were some ups and downs. I mean, yeah, he was a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. There were some ups and downs, however. Yeah. Um, I mean, but but I mean, year, I mean, it's completely different. He's yeah. So good. I yeah, he's got to be like in the MVP conversation. You could argue he's the top ten quarterback in the league right now. Yeah. I I he's I he's over top ten for me. I mean, he's pretty much as long as he doesn't get I, injured, he's locked in rookie of the year. Oh, for sure. I, I I don't see anyone else beating him out. I mean, who else would you have over him? Maybe, like, I guess you could argue Puka Nakua for, like, the – I mean, he was a fifth rounder, but, like, I, I you, like, don't see someone like C.J. Strad very often who can just come to the league and look like he's been there for ten years. Oh, yeah. And also, don't get me wrong, Puka Nakua's had a great start to his career, but I don't think – he should be in the um, rookie of the year. I mean, he should be in the conversation, but yeah, I, I think it's a done deal by now, really. Um, yeah, but yeah, CJ Stroud, really good. He's fit in well with the Texas system, and yeah, he's been doing great. Um, mm-hmm. last topic. What do you think about the uh, games? in different countries for the NFL. So, like, this year we'll have, I think it's four, right? Is it London, yeah. Germany, like, South Korea, and Mexico? Yeah, I think the South Korea and Mexico games are next year. Oh, next year, is that it? Yeah. Um, but but they're, all, they're all coming to the NFL. Uh, what do you think about that? I mean, it's a great way to, like, football's pretty much for its whole, like, existence has been an American sport. And they're trying to just draw a community from other places. I mean, maybe they're even thinking about having an expansion team in a different country. Like, I mean, it would be a hassle to have one in, like, London. But, like, maybe the, I get they're, they're definitely trying to get, like, money in advertising football in different countries to get, make it more popular, make more money off of it. But there's a, ch- there's a slight chance they're also doing that to say, hey, maybe we could move a team here. Uh, yes. Um, 
and that was my that was gonna be my follow up question. I think it's great to have these football games in like London and Germany to get the fans from those other countries into football. I think it's huge for the NFL because really the NFL doesn't really have any other competing leagues. I mean, like the CFL, the XFL, they aren't really they don't have much traction behind them. Mm-hmm. So I think the NFL is like really good from that standpoint. Uh, like they control American football for the most part. Um, but the idea of moving a team to London, like they're talking about moving the Jaguars to London, which obviously, like it was probably briefly mentioned, but the fact mm-hmm. that it was mentioned in the first place, I mean, just imagine, because the people, the players on the Jaguars team, they would have to all move to London in the first place, but then once they got there, they'd be go, they'd be gone in the United States for at least eight weeks to do for games, training, stuff like that. And also, what are they going to do for training? You know, because they're going to be yeah. some people in the U.S. Where are they going to train? Are they going to train in the U.S.? Or are they going to train in London? Yeah, um, I don't I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea, but I'd rather keep a team. Just stri- strictly have games uh, in, what do you call it? In these countries, for like just like special occasions, or maybe like what you could do is you could have a team like the Jaguars who play in London like every year, and just call it that that team. Kind of like you'll still call it the Jacksonville Jaguars, but you'll be like, also they're the team in London. Yeah, I mean at this point they're really the in London they're probably the, one of the more liked teams. Yeah, if not the most liked team, just because they play over there so much. And I don't hate the, like, you could probably move a team to Canada or Mexico because it's very close by. Mm-hmm. But that's over, like, a whole ocean. You need planes to get there. Uh, I mean, obviously, you need planes to travel, around, like, around the country. Yeah, but, but it's not, like, it's, significant it's, it's hours. a little different. And, like, yeah. not, and it's a good concept, just the like imagine six of it. There's no way it's gonna work out. Imagine traveling from London all the way to Vegas. Oh, I mean, it's it's a long flight. Yeah, and I, like just because it's one long flight doesn't mean that's gonna stop them from doing it. But there are yeah. a bunch of other fi- factors that once you consider them, like you're like, oh wait, that's not gonna work. Like even just the taxes aspect aspect of it, because you're gonna have to pay for living in the U.S. You're gonna have to pay the London taxes. Uh, like each state has different taxes. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot. I don't think the NFL's gonna be able to pull it off. However, I th- I think it's an okay idea. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, won't be able to pull it off. Um, you got anything else? No, I think we're all good. All right. Um, so that'll about wrap up our NFL headlines segment. Let's move on to Week 10 predictions. All right, Ethan. Um, last week, I think we did pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think I got four wrong and you got five or something like that. Yeah. I mean, um, I think I could definitely do better this week. Yeah, so hopefully we're going to have the same success. Um, let's start it off. The Colts and the Patriots in Germany, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Colts are favored by two points. Who you got in this game? I will agree with that. 
I, I feel like I now I'm becoming like a cold supporter, but like this team is really underrated. I mean, they're by no means are they like playoff winners or anything by that means, but they they have a nice young roster. It's unfortunate the injury to Anthony Richardson. They still can thrive. Uh, could be missing receiver Josh Downs this game, but I still think against a sort of struggling, starting to find their footing New England team, I still think they'll win this one. I think it'll be 23-13 to 13 Colts. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think the Colts are doing pretty well. Um, I'm going to take the Colts in this one. I'll go 24-17, the final. Uh, up next, San Francisco 49ers facing off against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who we were talking about before. The Niners are favored by three points. Who do you got in this mm. game? I'm very tempted to say Jacksonville in this one, considering the role they've been on as of recent. But I think San Francisco is more motivated than ever, losing three in a row off their bye week, probably been training hard to finally find their footing again. I think it'll be a close one, but I think San Francisco gets back to their winning ways in a 27-24 victory against the Jaguars. Uh, I was thinking literally the exact same thing. Uh, I think it'll be close, but 49ers, they'll have McCaffrey hopefully back at full health. Um, Jacksonville's been on a roll, so I think they'll keep it close, but I'm, I was going to take 49ers 27-24, but I'll change it 31-28. Okay. Um, up next, we were talking about C.J. Stroud and the Texans. They are the underdogs against the Bengals and Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals favored by six points here. Who do you got? I mean, this is another close one. I mean, if Jamar Chase plays, that could definitely change the trajectory of this game. But I think Cincinnati will win this one another nail-biter. Uh, I think – they're just on both teams are on a roll as of late, but I think Cincinnati's just been on a bigger roll than the, the Texans. And it's, I mean, CJ Stroud again will probably perform amazing, but I don't know if he can do that kind of performance against a good Cincinnati defense. And I would take Cincinnati 28 to 21. I'm going to have to disagree with you here. Okay. Yes, the Bengals beat a good team in the Bills. Yes, they beat a good team in the Niners. But C.J. Stroud is on fire. I think the Houston Texans will come in. They'll be fired up, ready to go. They'll take over the Bengals. Give me the Houston Texans winning 31-24. Up next, Cleveland Browns against the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens favored by six and a half points. Who do you got? I think the Ravens are just they you could say they're the best team in the NFL. Lamar Jackson, I would say, is the front runner for MVP right now. And I feel like you can't really doubt that against the confusing Cleveland team who seemingly one week will look great and the next they won't look great. So like Baltimore is just super consistent with their defense and their offense, seemingly all finding their footing. I'll take – I think this will actually be, like, a decently close game. I'll take Baltimore 35-27. to 27. All right. Um, I agree. Baltimore, they're really good. Um, Lamar Jackson, definitely the MVP conversation. They destroyed the Lions. Um, I – 
early in the season, I guess. Um, the Browns, yes, they're they're confusing because at the beginning of the season, they were looking all right. Then they they're down. Then they beat the Niners, which I was like, wow, that that was kind of a shock to me. Uh, then they won a little um, spur, but I'm gonna take the Ravens in this one. I'm gonna say twenty-eight, twenty-one. Uh, up next, Saints Vikings. The Saints favored by two and a half points. Um, Josh Dobbs, incredible what he did last week uh, for the Saints against the Falcons, or sorry, for the Vikings against the Falcons. Um, didn't even know like some of the team <laughs> or his teammates' names, and he went out there after the score, starting quarterback got injured, and mm-hmm. went. And orchestrated a game-winning drive. Thought that was pretty mm-hmm. incredible. Um, but Ethan, who do you got in this one? I think Minnesota continues their role. I mean, the Saints have the easiest schedule in the league by far, and it seems like a lot of Saints players have been getting into trouble as of late with multiple like criminal charges and stuff, which is quite unfortunate for them. They seem to they actually seem to be like a decent team right now. But I think Minnesota, with all this fire and energy right now. Will beat New Orleans in a, I will say, a decently close game of 28 to 24. Um, I agree. I'm going to take the Vikings in this one. Josh Dobbs, I think, is one of the most underrated players in the league right now. Um, just the way he was able to do that on the new team. He's a journeyman, so I guess he might be used to it. But mm-hmm. just to be able to do that, barely knowing the plays, he had to practice snapping with the center before, like in between um, drives, because he like they need to get um, their uh, whatever the word is um, together. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna take Vikings. I'm going to go probably a low-scoring game, 21-17. Up next, my Green Bay Packers with a huge win over the Rams last week, 20-3. Jordan Love stepped up for us again. And we're underdogs again against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh's favored by three points here. Who do you got, Ethan? Oh, I mean, this one's another close one, but, like, once again, I'm you bet against Green Bay. I'm sorry, but I'm just gonna take Pittsburgh on this one. I think even though George Pickens is struggling with his target share and being kind of frustrated, I think he's one of their most talented players, and I think they'll target him a lot this game to please him more. And like when he has the balls in his hands, he just creates magic. So Deontay Johnson's probably more happy finally getting his touchdown after like what was it, 688 days or something crazy like that? I I feel like it's hard to bet against them this game, but I could see Green Bay also winning this one. I'll give Pittsburgh 24 to 16. Uh, give me Green Bay. Um, <laughs> I think the Packers' offense, although they're very young, I think they're a little more put together than the Steelers' offense. Um, I just don't see Ken- Kenny Pickett 
he he's not the quarterback of the future for the Steelers. Najee Harris mm. has been struggling this season. Um, as you said, the receiving core hasn't been happy. Deontay Johnson and um, Pickens, George Pickens. And mm. I think the defenses are pretty equal, so give me Green Bay. Um, I think probably a low-scoring game. I'm going to go 21-14, Green Bay. Up next, the Titans facing off against the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are favored by two and a half points. Who you got? Uh, I, I got the Buccaneers on this one. I mean, they've been struggling as of late with these losses, but, like, last week they still put up 37 points in a loss. I mean, that would have beat, like, any team last week if it wasn't the Texans. So, like, Tennessee, obviously, I'm a supporter of Will Levis. I think he's going to do great this game. But, once again, I think Tampa Bay lights it up on the offensive side. And I think this time they, they actually get the win, winning – 33 to 27. Uh, give me the Buccaneers as well. I think the Titans, probably one of the worst football teams in the NFL. Um, they have an all right defense, but their offense is brutal right now. Yes, Will Levis put up okay or pretty good numbers. Um, last time he's out. However. Baker Mayfield's been pretty good with this Buccaneers offense in his first year. Uh, Mike Evans has done well. I'm going to take the Buccaneers. And we're going to go 24-14. Up next, we have the Detroit Lions facing off against the L.A. Rams. Detroit's favored by three points. They've been really good this so far this season. Jared Goff. Um, I think sh- still should be considered in the MVP conversation. I don't know that anymore he really has a chance. However, mm-hmm. great season for him. Who do you got, Ethan? I think you had to say the LA Chargers on this one. I think the Rams are on their bye this week. Oh, yes. You're right. It is the LA Chargers. My fault. So speaking, speaking, of the, speaking of the LA Chargers, I... I think they've been on fire as of late. Um, I think this is going to be a close game, but I'm actually going to give it to the Chargers on this one. I mean, seemingly bad coaching is the only thing holding them back. And I think this game, uh, I think the Chargers are going to actually like be more motivated with one of the worst coaches in the NFL going against arguably the best coach in the NFL against Dan Campbell. So I think... They're going to draw something up, and they're going to manage to squeak out a win here against this very good Detroit team in a close game where I say Chargers win 27-21. to 21. Uh, Yeah, that is my bad on the Rams. Um, I just wrote down L.A., and I did not realize there was two L.A. teams. <laughs> um, so I'm going to take the Lions in this one. Uh. Yes, the Chargers are a very good team. Justin Herbert's a very good quarterback. But the Lions, I think they have the mindset. They have a good quarterback in Jared Goff. Um, Just overall, I think their team's done pretty well this season. A good tight end in Sam Laporta. 
Mm-hmm. Give me the Lions. I'm going 24-21 in this one. Uh, up next, Falcons-Cardinals. Falcons favored by two points. A battle of two not very good teams. Who do you got in this one? I think Kyler Murray coming back is going to really boost this team. And I think we actually see a strong offensive uh, output from this Arizona team. And I think that will actually get them to win this game, surprisingly, even though many would probably want them to tank in order to get a high draft pick. But I think Kyler Murray wants to like keep his job instead of being replaced by either Caleb Williams or Drake May. And I think Arizona will actually come out on top this one in a 27-14 to hmm, 14 game. Interesting. Um, yes, Kyler Murray's coming back. I don't think he'll have this. I think he'll need, he'll need a game to get fully back in with the team. And I think the Falcons have looked okay. Um, their defense has been good. Their offense has struggled, um, but I think they can push through. I'm going to take the Falcons. Very low-scoring game. We're going to go 17-10. Uh, up next, the biggest um, game probably for the Giants in order for the, like for them to turn their season around. They're playing the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are huge favorites. Favored by 17 points in this one. <laughs> Who do you got? I mean, as a Giants fan, I think I will go sleeping with nightmares after how bad this game ends. I mean, I went to the game where they lost 40-0, to zero, and I can't imagine it getting any worse, but I can definitely see it being worse. I just want them to put up points this time. But as much as I want to pick the Giants just to be that guy, I think it's full tank season for them, and they definitely weren't one of those top quarterbacks in that draft. So I'm going to take Dallas in 38-8 to eight game. Uh, yeah, this is going to be pretty brutal for the Giants fans. I believe Tommy DeVito is making the start. Mm-hmm. His first ever NFL start. Um, this is not going to be a good one. Uh <laughs> And to be honest, Tommy DeVito against the Dallas defense, the Dallas defense is just going to eat him up. <laughs> I mean. I can see there being like 15 sacks this game. Oh, I think easily. Honestly. You think I, mean, easy? I mean, that would break the record by a lot, but like. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to happen. But it, I will not be surprised. I mean, I'm, re- I'm all here for Tommy DeVito showing us what he got in his first ever NFL start. But Tommy DeVito, I mean, come on. I mean, maybe maybe he wants to show the Giants he's this quarterback of the future, which he probably isn't, but maybe he has some fight in him, but I just can't see him being able to do anything this game. No, and honestly, game. I think the score's going to be worse than last time, the 4-0, because at least 4-0, you had really most guys healthy, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Dallas. I'm going to say, like, 48-3. Oh, I'll give the Giants a field goal. But that's about it. Oh, God. It's not going to be pretty. <laughs> it's going to be brutal. <laughs> um, up next, 
We have the Washington Commanders facing off against the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks are favored by six points. Who do you got? Yeah, the Seahawks, I think, are definitely capable of winning this game. Sam Howell's actually been doing very well passing-wise, but I think Seattle's just offense against this commander's defense is going to torch him. I think I think Washington can kind of keep it close, but at the same time, I think Seattle pulls away with this one in a 27-17 to game where Seattle wins. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I think Seattle's been pretty decent this year. Commanders got a win against the Patriots last time. However, their offense isn't great. Defense, they just traded away a bunch of their um, pretty good players. I'm going to take Seattle in this one. 31-14. Up next, Sunday Night Football, Jets Raiders. Jets favored by a single point. What do you got in this one? I'll take the Raiders on this one, you know? I think the Raiders got a new aura to them with their victory over, sadly, their victory over the, my Giants, but I think they'll be all sorts of fired up after this game, seemingly acting like they won the Super Bowl last week, even though they just beat the Giants, but I think that momentum carries over to the seemingly lousy Jets offense, who've actually been pouring quite well on defense, but when you have Zach Wilson under center, it's just recipe for disaster. I mean, I really want to believe in that guy, but at the same time, it's it's just not working. I say it's not going to be an amazing game. I think Vegas wins 17-10. to 10. Uh, I'm going to take the Jets in this one. Yes, their offense is terrible, but I think the Raiders, they're terrible as well. And the Jets just have a better defense. I think if their defense can hold strong, then they'll be fine. And maybe if Zach Wilson just put together a couple of drives, they'll be fine. Um... Again, probably a low-scoring game here. I'm going to say Jets 21, uh, Raiders 10. Last prediction, Monday Night Football, Broncos, Bills. I'm honestly surprised the Bills aren't favored by more here, but they're favored by 7.5 points. Who do you got? Yeah, the Bills should win this one. I mean, if they don't, I would argue their season's probably over. If you yeah. can't beat Denver, I mean, you beat a team forty-eight to like twenty that beat this team seventy to twenty. So you should definitely wipe the floor with this team. I don't think it'll be a blowout to the circumstances that they did last time. But I can see Josh Allen doing well. I do not see Russ struggling that much this game. He's been actually playing quite well. But I think uh, Buffalo is just definitely going to perform better in a thirty-five to eighteen game. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, really not much to say. Denver's been really struggling. Russell Wilson hasn't been good. He's been good recently, but overall in the season hasn't been great. Uh, Josh Allen's been pretty good. His one downside is the interceptions or turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, he's a great quarterback. Give me the Bills in a 34-7 to win. All right, Um, well, that'll about do it for our NFL Week 10 predictions. Let's head on to the after. Thank you for tuning in to Season 2, Episode 8 of the Running Bases Pod. Thank you for joining us today, Ethan Frenda. 
No problem. And we will see you next time. Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know.